Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Some of the best high school basketball in the Midwest is played right here in Southeast Wisconsin. It's time to hear from some of the best high school basketball coaches in the area. It's the Majerus Family Foundation Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show. Presented by your local pick and save stores. Let's turn it over to the fan high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. It's not basketball season. That's all right. We got one week before we get into the football season. So this buffer week, um, perfect timing to do what we're doing. Welcome to the Majerus Family Foundation Wisconsin High School Sports Show. Presented by your local pick and save stores. I'm Mike McGivern alongside my co-host. I guess he's my co-host, right? That's right. <laughs> he is Reggie Harris. I'm back. Hey, I'll tell you what, Reggie, you're the best co-host I've ever had. You set the shows up nicely. And anybody that wants to know how come they're not on the show, talk to Reggie. This isn't me, man. I'm just talking to Robin Gosman, by the way. I don't want him <laughs> yelling at me. Hey, Reggie, thank you so much for the idea on this show. And it uh, should have done this about 15 years ago. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But th- that's okay. You know, I was just thinking earlier, we were listening to the great Leroy Butler with what's going to happen today, him going into the Hall of Fame. Sure. But right here in Milwaukee, we have the greatest high school basketball coach in the state of Wisconsin, and he's a Hall of Famer for he sure. He is a Hall of Famer in a number of ways. He is Coach Paul Nowak. Paul, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Thank uh, you for allowing us to do this. <laughs> I know. Look, I I don't know you really well, but we've had our our paths have crossed, and I've gotten a chance to know you a little bit. And you would not have done this, Reggie Harris, man. He is persistent. You know that he's got that Marquette High persistence to him. Yes, and uh, I don't think I would have done it without him. Yes, there's no way. If I called you, you would have hung up on me. I would have called Paul. No, no, I wouldn't have hung up. I would have called Michael. I would have called somebody in your family to get you to do this. Um, So thank you so much for coming in studio and allowing us. Um, just to highlight, promote, and celebrate. But, but wait, Mike, before you go on, there's somebody else we have to thank. Who's that? That's Jody Majerus. Yes. Because Jody got the 100%. ball rolling oh, when she called Felix Mantia and me 
and said, hey. would we work with you? Sure. And we jumped at the opportunity. But at the same time, Rick was a great coach. We all know that. And <clears throat> there are probably hundreds of guys out there in the audience that know that. But Paul was the foundation for what happened in basketball. So we got to thank her, 100%. you, and their family well, and, foundation. And thank you for saying that. But And I and I have a speech about Jody that, you know what, she's the, the, the best. Her and Lori allowing me to do this kind of stuff and to be able to just continue you know, the, that legacy of Rick Majerus. But you're right. Look, if it wasn't for Paul Nowak, right, I, I'm not quite sure. I think Majerus would have gone and done a lot of the stuff he did, but the foundation of that. And I want to start with you, Reggie, the foundation and, and what over the years you start thinking back about people that had an impact on your life. And I know that Coach Nowak right away is somebody that comes to mind for you. Can you talk a little bit about that part? Sure. Yeah. yeah I'm, <clears throat> excuse me. There are a couple men key in my life, obviously my dad, my grandfather. But when I, you know, I think a coach, and he, he commanded our respect, number one. He was a nice guy, but he could give you that stare when you weren't executing. <laughs> I want to get back to the nice guy thing, because I'll tell a story about that. <laughs> but, uh, but you didn't want to disappoint him. You didn't want to disappoint your teammates. And that's, that's carried over, I hate to say it, 50 years. I mean, I'm still in... Gr almost regular weekly contact with guys like Gary George, Dan Nackard, Bill Neary, for sure Felix, we're in business together to right. this day. And a lot of those lessons and those values we got from coaching as well, family first. You know, I think we also have to give a big shout out to his children. We like to think we're part of the NOAC family also, but Steve, David, and Paula also sacrificed their dad and they shared some of their thoughts about you know just how focused he was he left every morning with his brown paper bag and i understand <laughs> you came home a nicely folded bag in your back pocket that's true yes spend time with the kids and then would correct papers 10 30 at night until of course spend time with the kids and then get up in the morning and do that and when i say that their children were or his children were like our little brothers and sisters from 1968 when I got to Marquette High I remember them there and they'll hate me for saying this but in snow pants yeah <laughs> running around the gym well I you know you set me up for this story so thank you for that um so I was coaching at, at Dominican this is I've got a few Paul Nog stories but this one is it, it makes me laugh now um I, my son Matthew and I were at the gym at, at the, uh, the YMCA, and I was coaching at Dominican, and, and I, I did not I, – I, I would tell you, I don't think I like him much, Coach Noah. <laughs> He's yelling at me all the time. I'm not on his staff. What's he yelling at me for? And um, they're, they're, I, I have to interrupt because I don't know if I remember this kind of story about me yelling at you. But, 100%, But, but coach, I'll believe you. 100%. When, 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 when your head coach comes to you as an assistant and says, Coach Nowak asked me to talk to you about not yelling at him, you never forget that story. And it was – look, there was a seatbelt rule then, Reggie, and as coaches we couldn't get off the bench. And we're playing – Dominicans playing at Marquette, and we're not very good, and they're really good. And they're shooting a free throw, and our, our student sections, are, are they're hitting the bleachers. And, again, seatbelt rule. He got up off the bench, walked across the floor, and, and told our student sections to knock it off. And I said to the ref, are you going to tee him up? Look at him. 
tee him up. He's walking across the floor. We can't. And Paul, Coach Nowak was not happy with me yelling at him. So anyway, I'm at the YMCA getting shots up with my son, Matthew. There's a woman on the other side of the, the Y getting shots up with her son. We start talking. She starts telling me about her son's team and how they don't really defensively don't do a lot of help side. They don't show, shade screens very well. They don't box out. And I go, man, you sure know a lot about basketball. And she goes, well, my father's a coach. I said, who's your father? And she said, Paul Nowak. And I said, oh, no. She goes, what? I go, I don't think I like that guy much. And she started laughing. She goes, are you kidding? I go, no, he's yelling at me all the time. And she said, no, he's a really good man. And I go, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Well, I worked for a sports marketing company. We were doing a thing, a, a kid's clinic up at Lambeau Field. So I called her to see if Michael, her son, would like to join us. And she said, yeah, he would love that. Ten minutes later, he called me. He said, Mr. McGivern, is it okay if I bring my grandfather? And I went, oh, great. I don't think I like that guy much. <laughs> and so he came up. And, Paul, I got to tell you, you and I stood off to the side, and we talked for a long time. And I asked you a specific question about basketball. I said, look, I don't see how you guys run this press, and you bring five guys up, and, and you're switching and trapping, and, and you never get beat long. We can't beat you long. How, how does this happen? And you said, what are you doing Saturday? I said, nothing. He goes, here's my home address. Come over. You had moved living room furniture around the living room, and you were showing me how you did it. And we're both sweating. And, and I said, Coach, I might, you know, we're going to play against you. And you said, you know what? It's okay. Go ahead. Try to beat us in this thing. And you spent so much time with me, Coach. And I, I, I walked, and I got in the car and went, I like that guy. So that's what it took. Paul. Um, well, there's two things. Um, it's possible at the time that uh, we were in that game where the students were stepping on the uh, bleachers, I was also athletic director. Yes, you were. So maybe I was acting in my capacity as athletic director and not as coach, and therefore the seatbelt rule at that moment did not apply to me. And then, but, uh, but hold on, you didn't change the hat. Like, it didn't all of a sudden say athletic director. And, the, and let's be honest, do you know what? I talked to two of the refs, that, the two refs that were doing that game, and both said, well, I'm not teeing him up. I'm not doing it. So, And, and the other thing is, you know, I, I have known Rick Majerus since he went to Market High. In fact, I taught him. I coached him in football. Um, and this is something he and I did a lot. So moving the furniture around was something he and I did very often. He'd come over and he was in the same thing. So I, it's Thank maybe something that. I got it from him, I, the moving the furniture. Well, <laughs> you know, it's interesting because <clears throat> with, with the Majerus Family Foundation being the title sponsor yeah. of this show, um, when when you talk about him, and I did some research, and, and it's in this article I read, it said many of them ended up at Marquette High where Majerus landed a job as assistant coach under a fine coach named Paul Nowak. While Noah, with Noah coaching the Majerus and Majerus learning, Marquette High became a power in the state of Wisconsin. Yeah. Among the star players, a kid named uh, McGuire, first name was Allie. He's a very good player, an all-state player, went on to Marquette University. Um, when 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 he became uh, Majerus got on your staff, was he a guy that just soaked up all the, as much as he could? Yes, I mean I I think an awful lot of us in that era were like that, and uh, so um, it was wonderful to have him for two years as an assistant, um, but then uh, he had an opportunity to go on to market you as a graduate assistant, and it was something that he really wanted to do. 
and he did very well with. Hey, coach, looking at that stats, I know you're not you, you don't care so much about stats, I'm and not. I know that. But this first segment, I got to put this out: uh, 25 years of coaching, 511 wins, and 99 losses. And looking in the state of Wisconsin, you're tied for wins with Win Parkinson, who I absolutely adore. But when you look at the amount of wins, and other than the, the head coach over at Randolph and Gilman, everybody else is 30, 39. Jerry Pettigrew's all-time leader is 51 years doing this. But when you get to you, 25 years, 511 wins, and 99 losses. So you average 21 wins a season, four losses a season. When, when you look, and maybe you never look back at that or think back of that, but that's an unbelievable stat to me. I, you know, when I started coaching, I never thought that that would be something that I would do for 25 years and that would be my record. <clears throat> As I look back on it, you know, it, it kind of averages out to about 20 wins a year and about four losses. 21 wins. I, I, hey, I went up on the wins, <laughs> down on the losses, because us Mesmer boys, we like to play with the numbers a little yeah. bit. And so, you know, and then you mentioned, like, Wynn Parkinson. That's another person I really – when I had an opportunity to coach the uh, north – the south, rather, in the All-Star game, he's one of the coaches I selected to be one of my assistants. I, he, I, he's the best. He's a, he's a very good coach. Do you know that he is – he's still, he's still <laughs> very active, and he still goes to an awful lot of – good high school basketball. He, he goes to more games than I do. <laughs> and he always gets there early, him and his wife, and yeah. he totally outkicked his coverage. She's yeah. the... I'm telling you, I adore them. Yeah. And um, I, I was inducted in the Hall of Fame a year ago, and, and I know this. Um, if it was not yeah. for him, yeah. who was on that board, it would not have happened. And I thank him. And he still, man, he I loves stay, I think they still go to every one of the uh, Hall of Fame... I mean, Hall of Fame dinners. In yeah. Wisconsin. They Dallas. do. Yeah. And he, yeah, just a really, really good, yeah. good man. Yeah. Um, when, when you started uh, at Marquette and, and coaching there, for me, whenever we played against Marquette, there was obviously some respect and some fear because, you know what, you knew that Marquette was not going to beat itself. When you started there, coach, um, is that, is that the kind of program you were looking to establish? I mean, uh, there's an awful lot of tradition at Marquette. Uh, and so when I started um, as the head coach, um, yes, I, I, I think some of it was what I saw over the past 10 years. And therefore, uh, I wanted to establish a similar type of program. And, you know, in the long run, if you can eliminate your errors, if you can eliminate your turnovers, you have a good chance of winning against anybody. Right. The game's changed a lot. It has. It's, it has it's... changed tremendously. You know, the three-point shot is probably one of the reasons for the major changes. You know, we taught, you know, you come down on a fast break, you jump stop at the free throw line, and the other two guys would fill the lanes, and you go in for layups uh, because two points was two points no matter where you took them from. Um now it's pretty much they run to the corners and they yeah. fan out hey. and they you can't come down and they put the ball in the corner and they shoot. Hey, so let's 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 well, just think that just uh, there, there is a rumor at my retirement that um, I wouldn't let anybody take a shot over twelve <laughs> feet or fifteen feet or something like that. But um, 
you know, the game has just changed dramatically. Let, let's say that the three was around when Reggie Harris was playing. Would you let him float out to the corner <laughs> and shoot threes? Well, I, I have to be honest. I, I played Reggie out of place. He, he played center for us. And, I, you know, I wanted the five best players to play, and he was one of the five best players. And that's it, it, we didn't have anybody else that could fill that spot. And, and so I give him a lot of credit, you know. I admired him for accepting that role and playing in that position, out of position, and he did an excellent job of it. But but I have to add, you know, I was pretty, I was horrible when I got to Marquette High. <laughs> you know, I so, love the honesty. I love I mean, the honesty. There was a drill. Paul, inv- I don't know if he invented it or maybe he had a, you know, just a hopeless shooter beforehand. And I was left-handed and self-confident or self-conscious playing with great shooters like, Jonas, Rosenberger, uh, and, and of course Jimmy Smith. When we talk about three-point shooters, we're talking about probably the, you know, the Steph Curry kind of guy. So Paul devised this way to help me with my shooting. I'd start practice like a foot in front of the rim, and that's where I would shoot to, to try to get some semblance of form. But you know, un, you know Paul's also being kind of modest in how he shaped. A lot of us, him and Rick, made us in the ball players. I mean, Bill Neary. Bill Neary's the manager of our team when we're freshmen. Bill Neary goes on to start for Marquette. You and I always say, Bill, if we had been in high school one more year, you probably would have been starting. And there wouldn't have been a drop-off. Same with Dan Knackert, Joe Hauser, some of the other guys. I mean, Paul took a guard in Joe Hauser, six foot, could jump about it that high turned him into the center after I left, and they still won state. Now, how do you, how do, you do that with, you with know, four and, guards? And what is amazing, he, he was an outstanding guard, so he really passed very well, really saw the court well. He would make passes from the center position that are just phenomenal. Uh, I, I don't even think the other team knew what he was doing half Pat, the time. you got to love that. Guys, we're going to get to a break. we got a great lineup. Jerry Holman's going to join us. Uh, Felix Manti is going to join us. And hopefully either Jeff Jonas, if not, we'll get to Tom Warda. Uh, Jonas is on a golf course somewhere, and he's going to try to join us. And hopefully he will. Second half of the show, Tom Sager. Uh, Tom Griffey, Bruce Lancer, and Kevin Keyes. We've got a lot of Paul Nowak stories. Um, look, most of them we can say on the air, but, but <laughs> a couple of these guys I'm a little worried. No, I'm just kidding. They're all good. 511 wins, 99 losses. 25 years of coaching, averaged 21 wins a year and four losses. In a really, and, and we had this conversation, I think the best basketball conference in the state, bar none at, back then, and I still think it it, it's, it it rates up there as one of the best conferences ever. Hey, hey, how about eight state championships and 12 finals appearances in 25 years? You know, there's a Wizard of Westwood. There was yeah. a Wizard of, there was was a wizard getting, of Wisconsin that, Avenue. I was getting to that later in the show, but no, you're right. That's a lot of state championships. This is the Majerus Family Foundation Wisconsin Sports Show, presented by your local Pick and Save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. 
Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Selling a little... Or a lot. <laughs> Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast rolling 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 though the streams are swollen keep them doggies rolling raw Missing good bills, love and kissing waiting at the end of my ride. Move them on, hit them up, hit them up, move them on, hit them up, raw hide, cut them out, ride them, ride them in, cut them out, cut them out, ride them in, raw hide. Keep moving, moving, moving. Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation, Scott's High School Sports Show, presented by your local Pick and Save stores. I gave uh, Mitch Jerry Holman's wrong uh, wrong number, and I took it right off a sheet that we called him from. And Jerry, we're trying to get a hold of you. If uh, if you can, give us a call at 414-699-1250. When did we change that, by the way? Last week, Mitch? Uh, this sometime this week, I think yeah. that kicked in. So. Yeah, so 414 
877-1250. Hey, um, Jerry's freshman year at Marquette, uh, Coach. Um, well, Jerry uh, came out for the freshman team. And in that era, there was probably 60 or 70 players that would wow. come out for the freshman team. And uh, I cut Jerry. Um, between his freshman year and his sophomore year he transformed himself into a tremendous basketball player he started as a sophomore on a sophomore team he started as a junior and a senior on the varsity you know ended up going first to Detroit for a year and then coming back to Marquette and starting on a team that lost in the finals of the NCAA tournament. Man, he's so, a really good dude. Yeah. I'm a big fan and of, he's, of him. He's another, he's another player that in this era would have been even better because he was like 6'7", six, 6'8", six, and he could shoot the three-point shot. And when we used to scrimmage the alumni, I would say, you got to pick him up. you got to pick him up right away. And they'd say, why? i said, well, you'll find out. Uh, and Jerry would pop in about three in a row, and I'd say, uh, that's why you better pick him up. <laughs> you better pick him up um, soon. Hey, when, um, <coughs> excuse me, back in the day when you had that many kids, you don't hear about that anymore. You know, if, you've get, if you get 20 kids trying out for a team, and I'm always impressed when, when, when there's – rosters that have seven or more seniors because if you're a senior and 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 you're not getting in that first five and you're not going to play a ton they go i'm not doing this i'm not i'm, I'm not going to do that and when you see some of these these teams that are winning state championships and you look at the roster you'll find seniors that might be eighth ninth tenth on on the roster and those kids are are there to make other players better and try to be part of a team and I don't think you see much of that anymore coach I, I don't either and I, I I think the foundation of the good teams we had at market high were the willingness to accept the roles and and, and we kept 15 players all the time uh, the, the the willingness to accept the roles of all 15 players on the team because really you play once or twice a week you practice five or six times a week you're, you're not going to get better in the games. You're going to get better from practice. And those players, accepting those roles of 6 through 15, I mean, it, it was amazing. Reggie mentioned uh, Bill Neary before and Dan Knackert and Gary Rosenberger and people like that. Uh, they were, were responsible for making them play hard every night. No yeah. practice was easy. Yeah, our toughest games were at practice. <laughs> Believe me, I had my hands full. And, and so, uh, I, I, and and it it developed over a little time. I mean, players gradually accepted the fact that in many cases they weren't going to start till they were senior, and they would accept these other roles, and it actually made them better players as well. It's not just that it made the the starters better, and. Uh, they got their chance as a senior, and uh, they were able to step into that role because they had prepared for it. Coach, um, did you were you a coach that liked multi-sport athletes? Because on these shows I do, you know, there's a lot of guys that go, yeah, yeah, I encourage it, but it, it's it's I'm not sure that many coaches encourage it. I know that like Coach Basham was one of the first coaches um, around to start. If you're not going to play something um, in, in the spring, I want you out for, for track, and I want you running and, and getting to be a better athlete. Where Did you like multi-sport athletes? Sure. 
Sure, I've had multi-sports. I, I, I actually had Bob Probst, who was a fantastic soccer player, played, I believe, all four years at Duke and started there. Um, he he wanted to be on clubs, uh, club soccer, and so I said, all right. You know, we, we talked about it, and, and, and club soccer was during the winter and <laughs> during <laughs> basketball. And so uh, he played both. Wow. So, well, I mean, in a sense, He's not on a school team with the club soccer, but he right. played for us in basketball as well as soccer. Hey, the um, the when you talked about look, there's so much tradition at Marquette. Who who was the head coach when you came into the school at Marquette? And were Mel, you for two years? Mel Dodds was, and then John Glazer was the next eight years. Okay, and were you on his staff then? Their staff? Yes, yeah. And I was then, freshman coach. Okay, did you when you were freshman coach? Did you um? Did you think about okay the progression? Maybe one day I'll I'll, uh, I'll be the varsity coach. Well, you know, John Glazer was the same age as I am, so I didn't necessarily see him leaving. Yeah, uh, he just decided to get out of coaching and teaching totally, and went into the financial business. Uh, so, so I didn't see this coming. No, right. The um, the, the tradition at at Marquette and and. Look, they, it's not been the same recently, right? Basketball and, 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 and football. I know baseball still does really, really well with Coach Bando. Um, but it's interesting, and the conferences have changed, and, and, and things have changed, I think, in our city. And I've lived in the city my, pretty, my entire life. But I think things have changed where kids are starting to, to go to other schools or they're, they're hanging out with kids and they're going here and there. And that idea of, of if you went to these certain grade schools, you automatically, if you were a boy, went to Marquette High. Our, I think enrollment in some of our Catholic schools and private schools um, has, has dwindled quite a bit. And when, when you were there, and I'm telling you what it was, it was, you know, let's you, you get your schedule as a coach and you circle the Marquette games and go, okay, let's make sure we get one of those. Yeah. And those were tough to come by, Coach. Well, you know... In the 60s, 70s, and 80s, the league was really tough. You know, I, I, as you said, the, the, there wasn't a school you could say, well, this is going to be an easy game. They are all tough games. All tough. And, you know, and there were some unusual gyms. As you mentioned, you were a graduate of Mesmer. <laughs> when you sat on the bench at Mesmer, your feet were already on the floor, so you were in the official's way or to begin with. But... Um, they were tough, uh, and, and it was a tough place to play. And uh, Racine St. Catharines, it's still there, that gym still at, there. at St. Catharines. It was a very tough place to play. It, has, it had unusual facilities. Uh, you came in from the top, not the bottom. And so, uh, yes, um, it, it, was, it was really, and, and we sold out every game. Yeah, you did, and we're going to get to that story later. Um, Tom Warda. Uh, is going to join us. We're trying to get a hold of Jerry Holman. We'll try to get back in uh, contact with Jerry later in the show. But Tom Warder, class of uh, 1976, is joining us now. Tom, how you doing? Uh, hold on. One th- we got Mitch flying all over the place here. Hey, Tom, how you doing? No, this is Jerry. Uh, Jerry Holman. <laughs> Jerry, Mike McGivern, how you been? 
Good, Mike. How are you doing? I'm good. You know, Jerry, been on my show a whole lot, and we haven't talked about you one time. We've talked about Luke the entire time, so thank you for letting us talk a little bit about you. We already talked about your freshman year. That didn't go so well for you at Marquette. No, Coach Paul uh, didn't see me as a potential player. <laughs> he, he goes, hey, Homer would turn out really good, but I cut him his freshman year. Yeah, well, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. It was a two-day two-day tryout after football, and he had like 120 guys to look at. And I was probably about uh, only 5'10 and, and a, a little heavy. So, uh, so I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Well, there was a dramatic change between your freshman and sophomore year in your body, yes. Right. I grew about, I don't know, five inches, and I lost about 20, 30 pounds. And I also, that was the summer that uh, uh, I met Rick Majerus, and we started playing in the Scare Playground every day and that stuff. So, you know, yeah, definitely a big change. I, you know, loved basketball before that, but, you know, probably was not uh, someone that you look at and, and say that, yeah, he can play forward or something for me. Grade school is okay, but freshman in high school, I guess I was a little, uh, little heavy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey Jerry, when when you think of your years, the three years uh, that you were uh, part of the Marquette High School program, two years that you coach uh, played for Coach Nowak, can we talk a little bit about what those years meant to you as as a man and as a player? Sure, that was a great time for me. I mean, it was just a, I guess the camaraderie of you know the guys I played with. I played. Uh, Still have a lot of those guys as friends, and uh, but uh, experience was great. Uh, I think we should have probably gone to state and won state twice. We uh, only went as my senior year and uh, junior year. We got uh, beat by uh, Gary Sager with that second year in a row by last second shot in the regionals. But yeah, no, it was a great experience and uh, a lot of life learning. Learned how to mature a little bit. And, and that stuff, and learn how to get yelled at quite a bit by coach. <laughs> See, <laughs> join the club. Hey, join the join the club. You yelled at all of us. No, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> he, I, I wasn't even on his staff. He was yelling at me. <laughs> I guess we call that character building. <laughs> okay, I'll well, call it that. You know, there was too much noise in the gym to just talk, Jerry. <laughs> oh yeah, but hey. I know my my mom remember one time we played at uh, St. Bonaventure when there's hardly oh. any people there. And uh, you got mad at me, and you called me meathead. <laughs> I don't remember I don't that either. <laughs> but but I but I your mother is a was a very kind person, so I guess I'll have to believe you. <laughs> Thank you. You know it's interesting. He can he, he remembers everything except these these stories when he's yelling at me. He didn't remember that. Him calling you meathead. He doesn't remember that. It's yeah. unbelievable. Well, I I did point out, however, when earlier in the show that. You know, when you came back to scrimmage against us, in today's game, you would be even a greater player because of your ability to shoot from the outside. You would have been an, right, ideal, yeah. you would have been an ideal player in today's systems. Well, yeah. thank you. We had the three-point uh, shot wasn't there, but, of course, teams played a zone a lot then, too, so you could kind of take your time and set up. Now, you, you know, it's mostly man-to-man. They don't play that zone, so... Yeah. I guess I'd have to learn to move more to catch the ball. <laughs> well, but, but, Jerry, I want you to know, you almost gave Felix and me complexes when we were sophomores because Paul would say, you got to replace him. <laughs> <laughs> and we thought, there's no way. Well, you guys did a pretty good job of it, so, yeah. Hey, Jerry, uh, no, those are, go but, ahead. yeah, okay. when, when – uh, 
you know, we talked about the tradition of Marquette High and and uh, you playing in that. And when 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 you were in it, did you understand what that meant? And after you left, obviously you did. But when you're in the middle of that and you're inside that bubble, do you understand the, the tradition that you're that you're either starting or following? Uh, you know, I don't really think you do. I mean, when we were, I remember watching. Uh, some of those guys when we were freshmen, when they won state, I think when Allie was a freshman, you kind of you look back and you say, yeah, those are really good teams and that, but you don't really see the tradition as it is now. But until you get out of it, then you see how good the teams were and all that. So, Yeah, I I'm agree. Move away. Right, go ahead, Jerry. I'm going to move. I'm here working at State Fair and the band just started, so I'm gonna, I'll hey, move away. We're going to cut you loose because we got to get to Felix Mantia, by the way. Jerry Holman, okay. class of 1970, thank you so much for your time. Enjoy State Fair, and uh, I'm sure that we'll have you on the show soon. Okay, well, take care, Jerry. And, and Paul is a great coach. I still in, uh, have a lot of fond memories, so good job, coach. Thanks. Thank you. You got it. Let's All get right, to a break. Other side of the break, Felix Mantia is going to join us. Class of 72, one of your best friends. Absolutely. We, yeah. We've been buddies from the very beginning. Man, that's, that's awesome. Right. We'll get to him. In studio with us is Paul Nowak. He uh, was inducted into the, the WBCA Hall of Fame, I believe, what, what year was it? Do you know, 93? I, I don't know. You don't know, do you? I'll find out. I'll get that. Uh, he knows, but he's not. That he well, forgets. I, I'm older than all of you. I, 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 I should be able to forget a few things. You still, well, yeah, you could still, at least me, if you want to you play tennis, you'd whoop me in that. Two hundred. Uh, he had 511 wins, 99 losses, and 25 years coaching over at Milwaukee Marquette. This is the Majerus Family Foundation, Wisconsin High School Sports Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation, Wisconsin High School Sports Show. Presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 and the fan. I think Mira Mitch needs a, a raise. you got to get a raise. We are trying to get a hold of Felix Mantia. He's down at uh, he's in a, at O'Hare, huh? And uh, we're trying to get a hold of him. If not, we're going to try to reach back out to Tom Warda. Hey, Coach, when, when you have a guy like Jerry Holman and Reggie Harris in studio... And I, they start talking about the different ways that you helped mold them as young men. I know as a retired coach, when, when guys come up to me and say, hey, coach, this is what you meant to me in my life, not what you taught me in basketball or not what you did here, but this side of it, that just means so much to, to me, and I always appreciate those words. Um, same for you, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, usually in high school – the students, the players, don't say a lot to you necessarily about what you meant to them then. Correct. But eventually they do. And I've had a number of players say to me, you were the most important male 
second most important male influence in my life. My father was first, but you were number two. Yeah, I, I you and, know. And that does, that does mean a lot. I, I, I think part of coaching at the end of the year should be to kind of assess, are they better people because they were with you for that amount of time this year? Not just how many games did you win, how many losses, but are they better people because of their association with you? And, you know, Mike, I'll give you another example. Uh, in 2014, we thought about, you know, it's been a long time. We haven't gotten together with Coach, and heaven forbid something happens to Coach. So we decided we were going to get the class of 71-72 together for a reunion. And I started calling around, and, you know, who do we want to pay tribute? Who's been exposed to this man like his players? Well, there was one fella in particular, and that was Bill Dwyer, the editor of the Milwaukee Journal, who went on to become editor of the Los Angeles Times. So I tracked Bill down, and he didn't know how to use his cell phone to shoot a video, and he, he was clear about that. <laughs> <laughs> but he agreed to do a video, and not only that, I thought, okay, so that's at this local level. Who else knows about Paul Nowak? And I don't know if most of your listeners out there remember a guy by the name of Dick Enberg, but I contacted Dick, Dick's retired San Diego said, Hey, you remember Rick Majerus telling you about, and you know, they were cellmates oh, yeah. broadcasting NBC games and other places. And I said, what do you, what do you know about Paul Nowak? And he says, Rick's mentor, the guy that got him started. And so he went into the studio in San Diego, the TV station there and did a tribute to Coach Nowak. And now any of the guys out there in Market Highland know that I'm a big fan of Sly and the Family Stone as a kid. Well, I later got a chance to meet all of the original members as friends. And three of them, when I contacted them, they said, oh yeah, we'd love to do a tribute as part of this get-together you're going to do. So when you talk about Paul's influence, it goes beyond Milwaukee. Man, so... I have to put one story in here. Uh, got home one night, and there was a recording on my uh, uh, voicemail, I mean on a phone message, and uh, it was Gary Rosenberger who was kind of saying they were making him make the call. <laughs> they, they wouldn't do it, but, but, but they made him do it. Man, well, God rest his soul. He could shoot the ball like crazy. We are now joined by Tom Warda, 1976 uh, graduate from Milwaukee Marquette. Hey, Tom, how you doing? I'm doing well. How's everybody doing? Man, we're doing great. I really appreciate you coming on. We kind of we we had you as a pinch hitter. We almost needed you last segment. But we were trying to get a hold of Felix Mantia. Hey, Tom, can we talk a little bit about your days over at Milwaukee Marquette and what Coach Nowak meant to you? Of course. Uh, morning, Coach. How you doing? Good morning. I missed you at the uh, ceremony at the Hall of Fame. It was that crazy COVID. We were in lockdown here. So okay. sorry about that. I'll That's see you all again. Right. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, this is really kind of fun. Brings back lots of memories. And, um, you know, one of the recurring themes that I'm hearing is how all his teams from different eras still kind of support each other. And I remember a story, and you know, like in high school, everything's real dramatic. And I, um, 
I had an opportunity. A lot of the other coaches, and I, I'm sure you you know this, Coach, but they would always ask me to transfer to their schools. And it was kind of a joke, and I didn't think that it was even possible. But at one time, I think it was after freshman year, I, I don't know if you had something to do with it or how that worked, but Wayne Heinreich, who is uh, uh, one of your favorites, I think, uh, reached out to me and gave me this, to talk, to hang in there, work hard, all that kind of a thing. And, you know, that made an uh, extreme difference to me. And I've always appreciated the camaraderie that's come from uh, multiple generations of your teams. And I think that, that was a big deal for me. Do you know, for a guy who went to Mesmer time, we always thought that was the Marquette cult, right? We would, like guys that were two years ahead of me at Mesmer never contacted any of us. It didn't seem like, and now it's 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 different. But it it always seemed like the guys at Marquette, if you went through Marquette or you were at Marquette, there was something different about those that group of people. And when you when you just said that, that's what I thought of, like. Uh, the fact that guys that had gone through the program are trying to encourage younger guys that are trying to get through it, not only the program, but the school, it's a difficult school to get through, right? They, 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 they hold you to a different standard. And I think that that's uh, wonderful that, that you, you brought that up. Hey, the, the uh, plan for him, um, how good were the teams in 76? I graduated from Esper in 77. So I, I, I was there when you were playing, um, at uh, at Marquette, tell us about about the teams and and what kind of um, I guess what kind of success you guys had then. Well, you know what was good. You know, you kept bringing up like the tradition and everything, and um, I'm going to confirm what Reggie was talking about. Is that games were pretty easy and practices were really 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 hard. Like, and, and, you know, it wasn't, you know, I don't know if you ever heard that. You know, I'm sure everybody has about, you know, it's not a practice isn't important. It's like perfect practice is important. Right. And we would get hammered for doing stuff like not taking with the shot with the right hand or just, just very little details that you'd concentrate on. And we were so extremely prepared for those games. Um, I, I know that, I, I know that I got my fair share of <laughs> Of yelling from coach. But he doesn't games, remember I, that. Well, in games, I, I do remember. Re- I do remember it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I was challenging. Um, but I remember thinking in retrospect about you being like John Wooden with the rolled up uh, program on your hand. I don't remember you telling us much of anything during games because we were already know, knew what to do. Everybody coming in knew what to do. And, um, it was it was really something. Those games were like almost like uh, operas, where everybody had their own place. They knew when they came in, what needed to be done, and that extreme preparation was kind of a, a characteristic that you've given me that I've taken throughout the rest of my life. And I know I'm probably a pain in the butt to a lot of people, but I am always overly prepared to do whatever I'm trying. So thank you for that. And you know, I'd like to add in a lot of our games, and Tom, you probably witness this also we would know what the other team was doing before they would start i mean <laughs> offenses couldn't start because felix was going to steal that guard forward pass and mike you might remember offenses started with a guard forward pass right yeah not, yeah. W- not when you played us you figured yeah. out something well, you else know on the spot 
You know, it's funny when you bring up Mesmer because, you know, I, I became uh, friends with Roger Schultz and Mike Mesman. Uh, yeah. And, um, and I remember telling Roger where he was supposed to be when you were running the plays. <laughs> hey, he was a heck of a player, too. Roger could play, yeah, he man. Was fun. Yeah, he was he was really good. Hey, Tom, thank you so much for for your time. Are you still living out in Denver? I am, man. Well, I appreciate you uh, you 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 piping in, and and I know that Coach Nowak appreciates your time, and and he he does remember yelling at you. I love that. <laughs> that part he remembers. Isn't that weird? It <laughs> now, it's good to hear from you. And, and I'm not going to yell. And I'm not going to yell. He's not yelling. <laughs> well, thank you. Hey, I t- I told Reggie. I said, man, he's smiling more now than I've ever seen him smile. And he started laughing. Hey, Tom. Tom Warda, thank you very much, sir. Have a good you day. Bet. Thanks for doing this. See you guys. You bet. See, See you ya. later. Bye, we'll get to a break. I we'll just I'll just guess who's going to join us next. Hey, Mitch. Thank you, man. You've been. Uh, You've been awfully nimble this morning. This is the Majerus Family Foundation, Wisconsin High School Sports Show, presented by your local Pick and Save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation, Wisconsin High School Sports Show presented by your local Pick and Save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. We are talking with Coach Paul Nowak. And again, when, when you think about you know his numbers, 25 years of coaching and 511 wins, 99 losses, in, in what back then the, the most difficult basketball conference in the state of Wisconsin. And I'll have that discussion and conversation with anybody. If they want to argue with that, please uh, bring it. I, I remember, Coach, before we get to Felix Mantia, I, I remember, Coach, when people used to say, uh, you're winning the WISA. Why don't you come play the big boys? Why don't you come into the WIA and play us? And we did, and we started winning state championships. Then they said, well, you recruit. You must cheat. And I said, what are you talking about? I still have those discussions with, with people, um, and, and some of them get into be arguments, to be honest with you, Coach Paul. But uh, when they said that, and they said, so you win three games, you win a state championship, you're four games, why don't you come play us? And I used to think, man, why don't you come play into this place? Because this is, when you had to go through – you know, in this area, Pius, and then for us, Pius Marquette, and we're seeing St. Catharines and St. Joe's, and all of those schools, very difficult. And then you get to state, and you get teams like Xavier and Aquinas and, and schools coming from up north that were all really good basketball uh, programs and teams. I, I, don't th- I don't think that, that there's better basketball being played than in the Catholic schools at that point. Well, uh, the Catholic Conference... The one in Milwaukee, which included Dominican yep. Catholic Memorial, St. Joe's in Kenosha, and St. Catharines in Racine, I thought was the best league in the state. And it really prepared you for the tournament when you went through there. Uh, I think it really got you ready for the state tournament. In regards to the WIA, um, I don't know how much time I want to I want to just quickly throw this in, but... I was always in favor of having one association uh, at the end because some of the schools started to lose population in terms of enrollment, and I thought it would be fairer for them. Yeah. And 
Gary George was aware of that. And in his position as in the Senate, in the state legislature at that time, uh, he called me, said, you still want to do this? And I said, yes. Um, it didn't earn me many friends in the WIA, but, but I really uh, thank Gary for helping to bring about that change. Coach Basham was right on with you as well. Right, he uh, yes. he felt the same way. We are now joined by. Fe- and, you know, I, I want to add, Gary was part of our team, a key reserve on our seventy-one, yeah. seventy-two yeah. squad, and he was a fighter uh, on the court. Yeah. And as many all attest, could he shoot it a little bit? Well, he had, he had a, yeah, yeah, he could shoot a little bit. We yeah. we we had a meeting, and I thanked. I, I was very thankful that some of Gary's people were there because when I walked in. Uh, the head of the WISA and the WIA were there, and if looks could kill, I think I would be dead. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 Gary's people really helped, and eventually Gary's support brought about the merger. That's awesome. Hey, uh, one of your best friends, class of '72. Uh, we got a hold of Felix Mantia. Felix, how you doing today? I'm doing great, and I'm. From what I can hear, everybody else is doing great as well. Yeah, you know what, Coach Nowak doesn't remember yelling at many people, Felix, and I don't know how he doesn't remember that. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not talking about my players now. I was talking about other people. Oh, now. other people. <laughs> hey, Felix, um, can you talk a little bit about that uh, that time in your life at, at Marquette and what Coach uh, Paul Nowak meant to you? Uh, sure. Um it was a great four years at, at Marquette High School, and uh, Coach was a huge part of that. Um, I think like most kids at, at that age, we were aware that Marquette High was, you know, great academically, and that was important to us. You know, but the things that were most important to us, or at least for me, maybe I'll put it that way, were were sports. Sports was uh, primary, and um so I had a great athletic uh, situation at Marquette High. Uh, when I think about coach and that team in particular, you know, I don't dwell very much on the uh, the wins and losses. Uh, that record kind of speaks for itself. But I do dwell on or think about from time to time uh, the culture that he created there um, and this notion of teamwork that he created. And, you know, I played a lot of basketball after – after high school with a lot of, you know, really good teams and a lot of really good coaches. Uh, But nobody was able to create those two things in the way that he did. I'm not exactly sure how he did it, but just to, you know, to give you an example of the teamwork piece uh, with that team, we didn't have anybody, I don't think, that scored more than 10 or 11 points a game my senior year. But we had eight or nine guys that were going to go on to play college basketball. And any other program in in the States or probably in the country at that time, with that many college-ready players, you were going to have 20 and 30-point scores. You know, it was one or two guys were just going to say, I I have to get mine. Uh, But Coach was able to instill in us that this was about team. Uh, and so we all had to uh, take our games and, and put them in a place that says it's not about scoring points, it's about winning ball games. Then it showed up again in, in a team that nobody scored more than 10 or 11 points a game. 
the, the um, most di- hey Felix the most difficult teams to coach against are teams like that if the, if you've got one guy getting 30 and everybody else getting four and five you know we double up on that guy that's getting 30 and we get a chance to beat you but when you've got five guys averaging 10 11 12 13 points if not you know five or six guys that that's the most difficult kind of team to coach against and and that was true for us I mean you know we had individual games where you know, Reggie would go off or, you know, and when I say go off, I'm talking 16 or 17, 18 <laughs> points, not 25 or 30. I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he had the big game against St. Catharines. I yeah, don't remember yes, how many points yes. he had. But, you know, you can point to various guys, Jimmy or Jeff, yeah. Wayne, uh, all of those guys had moments where they kind of showed everybody, you know, if allowed yeah. to just do my thing, I could give you 20 a night. And Felix, I'll I'll add. You need that. Nobody knew who was going to have that night, but uh, somebody was going to have it, and and that was true throughout that season. And that, for me, remains kind of the hallmark of teamwork. And uh, I searched and searched over the course of the rest of my playing career for that same sort of uh, willingness to subject yourself to team and – the only place I found it was Marquette High, and I, I give all the credit to Coach for that. And, you know, I'll give you a couple of uh, examples of that. Wayne, was the, as a junior, was the leading scorer in our St. Kate's – or, I'm sorry, our uh, game against Pius. I think – what was that, Paul? The third time we beat him that year? Yeah. Yeah, we beat, we beat him that year. So, uh, And another example, Joe Hauser. When Joe went to Creighton, he was uh, – the varsity wanted him. You know, he could have played, but he came away with the notion it's not like Marquette High. He just couldn't believe the way guys ran and shoot. And, you know, you were talking about that Gary George's work on uniting the WIAA right. and WISA together. Well, we did play Hamilton that year in a scrimmage. Paul remembers this, and we beat him something like 160 to 100. I still have the scoring sheets from that. And I never kept scoring a scrimmage before, but there were so many fans outside in the hall from Hamilton who thought this was a real game, not a scrimmage, <laughs> that I thought I better keep a score. So I told the managers, I, I want to score when we're done. And he's right. We scored like 160 to 80, I think. Oh, yeah. my goodness. And, and this was Gary Rosenberger and Dan Nackert's kind of coming out party. <laughs> yeah. Our reserve guards in that game scored 32 points. And they'll tell you that, or Nackard <laughs> will. No. Nackard, he keeps a card in his a little card in his wallet. <laughs> hey, no. there, was there ever a shot Rosenberger didn't think you could hit? No, 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 no. He uh, he didn't mind firing it. Hey, Felix, I really appreciate your time. The idea. Go ahead. There's like something I'd like to say about Felix is, uh, I believe Felix, you were not even 16 years old when you graduated. Is that right? That's right. And so. He, because of his academic abilities, had moved two years ahead. One here, I think, and one in maybe Boston. So he would have been a sophomore at that point. Uh, What a difference that would have made if he had two more years. (laughs) Yeah, he he was hoping, Coach Nog was hoping he could have had you for two more more years. Well, I would love to have played two more years for Coach. That would have been fun. (laughs) You know, um, of everything that's been said so far in this show, when Felix Mantilla said, look, I searched for team the rest of my career, 
like I got it at Milwaukee Marquette and never found it. That coach, I think, um, you know that that is saying something because you, you, when when he when Felix Mantias says that, like I've searched for this for my entire career and never found it, like I did at Marquette, is really something else. Felix, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Safe travels. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. And, Coach, all the best to you. Take care. Red, all right. talk to you soon, man. Okay, well, wait, wait, wait. I, and it's important yeah. we got to add. We've talked about the teamwork. Right. The guys, Felix and I are still in business together, 50 years together. Wow. Yeah, we've got uh, – we think we've figured out what instantaneous charging's like, so stay tuned to that. And there are a couple other points I want to make. They're both too modest to talk about it, but I'm not. Okay. Uh, Felix, I believe, was the first African-American player to play at Marquette High and probably the first Puerto Rican player maybe to play basketball at Marquette High. And Coach has the distinction in another plane of hiring the first female coach at Marquette High. So we're talking about pioneers in the two of them there. You bet. A whole bit. Yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up. That's that, uh, two very important parts Felix, thank you so much. I people may, may think you more of as a baseball player, but man, awfully good basketball player. Have a good uh, have a good day and again, safe travels. I will. Thanks for having me on. Take care, guys. Yeah, hey, you, uh, Felix. You, can I tell him you're also the late Hank Aaron's godson? Yes. Is that okay? Well, I really? guess you have. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. I just you just did. Just did. I guess you have. Just, so, yeah, yeah. You just did. Well, you want to talk about a guy that's modest? I didn't find that out. We're best friends for like seven, eight years, and I don't find out Hank is Godfather until we're seniors in college. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I, hey, I would have told I would have told you that the first second I met you, <laughs> guys. We have got to get to a break. We have to get to Tom Sager, uh, a coach over at Don Bosco. This is the Majerus Family Foundation, Wisconsin High School Sports Show, presented by our local Pick and Save stores on twelve fifty AM. The Fan. Some of the best high school basketball in the Midwest is played right here in Southeast Wisconsin. It's time to hear from some of the best high school basketball coaches in the area. It's the Majerus Family Foundation Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show. Presented by your local pick and safe stores. Let's turn it over to the fan high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation Wisconsin High School Sports Show presented by your local Pick and Save stores. I'm Mike McGivern, my co-host, Reggie Harris, man. He certainly helped set this up with Coach Paul Nowak from Milwaukee Marquette, was inducted in the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association Hall of Fame in 1993, 25 years of coaching at Marquette, 511 and 99 was his record. Incredible. And one of the coaches that they used to go at it a little bit was the head basketball coach over at Don Bosco. He is Tom Sager. Hey, Tom, how you doing today? I'm doing real good, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate your willingness to, to come on. When I talked about some of the schools in that old Catholic conference, I didn't not bring up Don Bosco and Pianono. Um, I, I, it just didn't come up. But I'll tell you what, back in the day, man, you guys had some teams. We sure did. We had some great games, but I think I have some other things you should know about Noah. God, let you, you hey, know, hold on. I am all ears, brother. Go. <laughs> Mike, you know, one time at our new home in Greendale, Coach and I on the porch were cooking shrimp, 
<laughs> the frame I do, I shot do. up to the roof of the porch. <laughs> Coach and I belong to a gourmet group with the Meyerleys, uh, the Wanderers, and uh, we had more fun cooking on men's night. <laughs> Second of all, I had the pleasure, after doing it at all our basketball camps, of being a video expert. So Paul had me do his three uh, children's weddings, and I often remember him finishing the wedding with what song, Mr. Nowak? Uh, New York, New York. New York, New York. My wife and I, we just uh, loved his songs and talked. I know Paul and I went into the Hall of Fame in 93. Um, we didn't play that many games when I was at um, Bosco because I left. I went to UWM, then I went to Racine Park. But uh, Paul was, in my opinion, he's a straight-up guy who never – Gave an inch, and we fought like dogs every time. I looked at the scores. If we got 50 points, it was a lot. Well, uh, we we were talking, Tom, about the, what is it, 29 to 24. I think Tom was 29 24. Tim uh, uh, Tyson says, Coach, make sure you talk about that game. By the way, in that year, we beat Hamilton in preseason, and they were the state champions. But I'd say this. Uh, Coach, you uh, made competition fun, and uh, you're a great teacher of the game. Hey, hey, Tom, when um, when when you guys did coach against each other, did you talk at all the week prior or the week of, or did you just stay away from talking to Coach Nowak until the game was over? Mike, we're in business together. We had Westside Basketball School super shot. Winning Edge, uh, we had three different camps, some overnight. Uh, we had the first, one of the first girls' camps. We talked all the time. Yeah, man. It's basketball. You know, we, we're, we're, we're friends to this day, and we, we just love to compete. Yeah. Hey, we, when uh, I think Jerry Holman was on, and he talked about getting you know sick and tired of having a Sager hit a shot to beat – Beat them! I think two years in a row, a Sager right. hit those. Yes, we did. My little brother Gary. <laughs> Gary, oh, one year, and Mike the other year. Well, actually, Paula was Gary both years. Oh, what? So we better be right. I got a call for him on Monday. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! I thought. I think one of the things that you talked about, but I think this is the thing that I do. It wasn't uncommon in those years to play a game in the 50-point range or less. You know, and and it was surprising, even the great teams. I mean, one year we played a Messmer my first year, and John Johnson outscored my whole team in the first (laughs) half. (laughs) Man, thanks for for bringing up a good Messmer story, pal. A good Messmer. Bob Nijo, we had a lot of fun with him. Yeah. we had a Catholic Conference Coaches Association. We ran a bus, go to St. Cats, go to St. Joe's for meetings. Uh, we had an active group. I think one of the things that I, I, I say about coaches, he never changed. He, he was the same guy all the time. I know he still loves tennis, but I, I think that he's a family man and he's, he's a great coach. 
Hey Tom, when um when you were at Don Bosco and you went then to UWM and then Racine Park inducted in the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association um in 1983 and and you went uh 1993 yeah, yeah 1990 correct and um when you went to Racine Park and you were still in business obviously with with uh, with Paul Nowak did you guys play at all did you play any Non-conference games or anything? We, we did not. We we did not. We we, uh, we did not. But Coach Rosick was with us from Madison. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, more fun. I think one of the best things we did was start a basketball camp called Winning Edge, and we had a weekend camp yeah. where kids came Friday night, all day Saturday, and Sunday. almost all day Sunday, and they got some of the best coaches. We yeah. would get Jack Nagel, uh, Win Parkinson. Park- Lawson, George Haas, Gail uh, Champion from uh, New Berlin, Mike Fonz, Doug Whiteley, Terry McKissick, Tom Desitel, Dave Boyle. Those kids got coaches. Man, you just you know, named off like you know, some and, of the best coaches and, of all time and, right and there. You talk about, you know, talking basketball. I mean, Tom just listed a, a whole lot of coaches that we would – associate with talk with you know you'd watch their drills when they when they presented to the to the kids I mean it it was a learning experience for the coaches as well as the young men and women that were there my my wife often said that maybe the beer and the pizza at night was the key (laughs) but we had we had some great coaching discussions I I couldn't agree more Paul and I think of Westside Basketball School, uh, yeah. every day we started them out with stop, starts, and pivots, yeah. if you can believe that. Yeah. When you see basketball today, I hardly yeah. see them. Yeah. 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 Hardly. Everybody's just floating out to shoot threes, I think, at, at, at this point. Um, hey, Tom, do you still get to games? Do you, uh, you get into the gymnasium and, and watch a few games anymore? Um. Once in a while, I'll go to a game. We live in Greendale. I might go pop in. I, I've been watching uh, Tim Tyson's grandson. He's going to be a pretty good player at Oak Creek. So I've gone to a few of those games. Uh, I love ball, and uh, but, you know, you get 80 years old, you're, you're not as flexible. <laughs> no, that, that that's a fact. We had talked a little earlier about how the game has completely changed, and and it really has that twenty nine twenty four game. Both you guys might be getting fired from athletic directors <laughs> nowadays. I, you know, personally, I thought it was a very exciting game, even though it was a low scoring. It was. I mean, uh, it was just well played, uh, fundamentally sound. Very few errors by either team, and uh, it was in doubt the whole way. Oh, for sure. I think. I think of when I, I, I talk to my brother, we golf a lot together. and We have a lot of fun with those old. But the, the fact of the matter is there's a lot of great coaches. A lot of great coaches had assistance. Uh, kids go to camp. Now kids just go to play. They, not, they don't uh, go to camp to, to learn. I, I feel um, the contribution of uh, uh, the coaches today is fogged up by a story a friend of mine went to a game at a school that I won't mention, and there were nine video cameras from the parents <laughs> in the stands. Nine. 
No, yeah. are you kidding me? With Paul and I coaching, that would have, if they'd have got pictures of us, maybe we wouldn't have been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I, hey, agree. That, I agree. That's awesome. Tom, we got to get to a break. He is Tom Sager. Coach that Don Bosco went into the Hall of Fame as a basketball coach, Racine Park. And I, I tell you this, Tom, thank you so much for your time. Okay, thank you. Yeah, Good luck, Coach. Tom, yeah, Have take care, day. Tom. You bet. You got it. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Tom Griffey. He was a uh, class of 1973 pious basketball player. We'll talk to him on the other side. This is the Majerus Family Foundation Wisconsin High School Sports Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on 1250 AM, The Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation Wisconsin High School Sports Show. Presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM The Fan. Man, I gotta thank Tom Sager. That was really good. And I appreciate his willingness to come on. Now joined by Tom Griffey. Class of 1973 at, at Pius. You know, I didn't I didn't think anybody outside of Marquette, uh, as far as a player, would get on here, but Griffey's on here. Tom, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing fine. Thanks for letting me be part of the of this great this great show to to give knowledge acknowledgement to Paul Nowak, a great guy. Yeah, you bet. Hey, um, let's talk, uh, Reggie, about Tom Griffey a little bit in that 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 pious class and that pious uh, school. You know, me, you and I, you're Marquette, I'm Mesmer. Neither one of us liked pious a whole lot. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> over the years, we we all realized that we had a bond, and that was the Catholic Conference. And I became good friends with Tom, with the late Greg Johnson, Willie Rimmer, Tom Cybella. And that's one of the things that we also need to point to. I've got friends at uh, St. Joe's, sure. like uh, the Mahones, Malcolm Mahones, you a good bet. friend. And we realized we had something special. And Tom and I, had we had something special in the state championship game. There's a great picture of me grabbing a rebound. And Tom's foot's in the picture. So <laughs> we're right. linked yeah. forever. Forever. <laughs> hey, Tom, the days back when you when you were getting ready to play Marquette, um, you knew what you were getting into, right? You knew this was a team that wasn't going to turn the ball over much. They, they You had five guys that were double-figure scorers, and so you knew you had to defend everybody on the floor. Do you remember getting ready for those games? Oh, yeah. Coach Panetta, he, uh, he geared us up. As, as Reggie mentioned earlier, they beat us three times that year when they were 26-0. and 0, Beat us uh, one at Marquette, once at Pius, and then at the state tournament. That There's another picture of me uh, with Reggie grabbing a loose ball. Armitage and Reggie were going for this ball, and I'm behind Armitage. Armitage had the lead on Reggie, and I got my foot caught on arm, and arm fell on the floor. Reggie picked up the loose ball. And to this day, Armitage reminds me how I screwed up that play. Arm would have got that ball probably. But, yeah, we, we always, uh, they were scouted. We had to practice against them. Uh, Marquette was always good switching defenses. And, of course, uh, their senior year, you had Smith and Rosenberg. If there was a three-point 
game then, uh, I think it would have been a little different. But, Coach, if you remember, we, we upset your winning streak at Marquette High. Yes. And maybe that's the only reason I'm on this uh, show right now because <laughs> we were the first one. What, what Paul, were you 42-0, uh, and 0, I think? Uh, that's close, yes. Yeah, 42, 46, whatever it was. I, I, but I'm not big on numbers. <laughs> it was a great game, packed, and uh, – and I just got to remember, I have to, I have to throw this out there. You had a Latin teacher, Mr. Greenwald, Jim right? Greenwald. And he went to every game. Every time we saw him, he was always sitting on the floor. And uh, in fact, Tim Tyson told me, Mr. Greenwald scouted their freshman team. Majerus must have got Greenwald <laughs> to do that. Scouting a freshman team. So I had to tell the story. So we're, we're winning. We've got, we've got the lead on you. We're going to a four-corner stall. No clock back then. At Jeff Jonas whips on the opposite side i'm uh, on the weak side guard i'm playing the baseline on the forward i got the ball he runs over pushes me out of bounds technical foul i'm on the ground didn't give up the ball look up and there's mr greenwall looking right at me <laughs> i fell right at his foot he was at all the games and he was just uh, he was probably your biggest fan and also oh, yeah. a scout <laughs> i want i want to get back to jonas pushing you out of bounds that, yep yeah good for well he was a competitive young man back then yeah, yeah, he uh, he lost his cool that day. But uh, you know, the funny thing is, after the game, all of the players came into the locker room. They shook our hands. Wow! So I always remember that Coach Snowak always taught not only skills, not only discipline, but teamwork. And that day, we just had a better day. And uh, of course, they beat us in state that year. I think Thomas Moore later on beat them. Uh, so they had two losses in the conference. We were co-champs with Marquette, but. They won the state that year, two states in a row with uh, Coach Paul Nowak. Hey, uh, Paul, did, did you ever think about uh, every once in a while as coaches will we'll look back and say, you know what, that was a good loss. You know, there, there are good losses. Um, I think at times if you learn something um, from it, did you did you look back at that one that, that we're talking to Tom Griffey about and go, maybe that was a good loss for us? Well, I don't know if there's any – time there's such a good thing as a good loss but uh you can't win forever and so at some point the streak was going to come to an end and uh, uh there is a kind of a pressure that you feel i think a little bit you when, you, when you have a long winning streak and it would certainly take that pressure off and people keep talking about it right yeah, yeah. you know you get to 30 and people are like you know you've won 30 in a row yeah, here yeah. at home and yeah. then it's 40 and you're right. Uh, they all come to an end. Yeah. Uh, that's for sure. Hey, Reggie, when uh, when you played, and like you said, look, his foot was in that picture. <laughs> but you, you remember the days. I, I don't think you guys felt what it was like to have to go into Marquette because you obviously that was your home. But you got everybody's best shot. You know that, right? Oh, absolutely. And w we were keyed up for that. I mean, but like Felix and others said, we didn't. You know, it wasn't, okay, we won seven, we won eight, we won nine. We just wanted to keep moving, keep rolling. And so I look back on that year. It was a magical year. The relationships continue. And as I was saying earlier, the relationships continue with other guys throughout the Catholic Conference. If I run into anybody from the Catholic Conference, I don't care where I'm at in the country, it's like we're, we never spoke, but we're buddies once we get together. Yeah, 100%. You know, the right. um, go ahead. Yeah, and, you know, Reg, I, I just saw Paul Nowak, Tom Sager, Joe Bonetta, Tom uh, Dicella, Coach Mike Fons. 
we had our Catholic, Catholic Conference basketball reunion this year. Uh, you know, took a couple years off due to COVID. But one thing for sure, Coach Paul Nowak, everyone says, doesn't that guy get younger every year? <laughs> Coach, yeah. you look terrific. You look younger than you did when you were coaching in high school. Well, of course, in high school, you were yelling a lot. I, I, think I, I think I could use his name. Bill Neary said to me once, uh, I thought you were really old when you coached us. <laughs> but now you look better than I do. <laughs> Well, Tom, you know, Tom, he's uh, playing tennis, playing golf, riding his bike. He's got a new car that he's racing up and down the streets of Metro Milwaukee in. Uh, I I give Penny all the credit. That's who I give that credit to. And I I still play golf. I still work out three days a week. Yeah, Yeah, but he's not yay. Just so you know. Tom Griffey, he's not yelling as much now as he used to back then. That's right. He's he's calmed down a little bit, I hear, but that's good. Well, Coach, you never yelled at me. I had you at Al McGuire's camp. Yeah, you were yeah. coach. We yeah. were counselors. Yeah. And uh, I had you for the All-Star uh, game. You yes. and uh, yes. Tom Sayer coached All-Star. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I always remember uh, just, just great times with Paul Nowak. That's thank awesome. You, Tom. Tom Griffey, thank you so much. Class of 1973 over at Pius. And claim to fame, man. They beat Marquette. They stopped that winning streak at Marquette. And, you know, you said that's the reason I'm on. You're right, Griffey. That's the reason you're on. Well done on that. Thank you so much for your time. All right. Thank you. Uh, pleasure to be part of this program. Thanks man, so much. You bet. Thank Good you. Luck, we're going yeah, to get to a break. Other side of the break, Bruce Lancer, class of 1976 at Milwaukee Marquette, will join us. This is the Majerus Family Foundation, Wisconsin High School Sports Show, presented by your local Pick and Save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation, Wisconsin High School Sports Show, presented by your local Pick and Save stores, brought to you by Sly and the Family Stone. Here we go. Crank that a minute. It's a family affair. Reggie, this might be my favorite. This is my favorite song from them, I think. (laughs) They're all... They're all my favorites. They all are. <laughs> you can't pick one, can you? It's like me asking Coach Nowak to pick his favorite team, favorite player. None. He goes, I don't. I'm not. I don't have any of that. They're all my favorites. So, this is uh, this has been a really fun show. Reggie Harris is my co-host on this, and Coach Paul Nowak has been so kind and gracious to let us just kind of talk a little bit about the, some of the things that he he has accomplished as a basketball coach, but way more important, the effect and the impact that he's had on all of these former players and other coaches' lives. And we're now joined by Bruce Lancer, class of 1976, over at Milwaukee Marquette. Bruce, how you been? Doing great, thanks. It's an honor to be here. Morning, Coach. Morning, Reg. Good morning. Hey, Bruce, let's uh, – and we've asked a couple of guys, but, but when you look back at the impact that Coach Nowak had on, on your life, can you uh, talk a little bit about that? Sure, be glad to. I think the the thing that I took away beyond you know what I learned about basketball was making me realize that I could do more than what I realized I could do. Uh, and you know, for example, I remember I'll never forget this. Uh, we were getting ready to play Pius, and as you guys probably recall, they had Joe Chernelik at center, went on to be a four-year starter for the Badgers. And they ran a play where they post Joe up on one side and 
if he couldn't get it into him, you know, he rolled across to the weak side. And then myself and Mark Jelasek, our other center, were kind of taking turns, you know, playing Joe and playing defense. And, of course, he had to front them, Joe, on the one side of the court and then beat him across to the other. I remember Coach stopped in practice and saying, you know, you have to go a farther distance in less time than he does. But if you don't do it, we don't win. So you'd better figure out how to do it. And glad to say Mark and I did because we won that game. <laughs> but it, it's that kind of lesson that, you know, we, he didn't let us just accept, oh, we, can, we can't do that. How, how is that possible? We can do more than what we realize. And, you know, that's, like I said, it sticks with me to this day, that, that lesson I can do more than I realize I can. That's huge, Paul. You know, I, Mark, I'm a big Mark Jelassi fan, by the way. You know, mm-hmm. his, I, uh, yeah, I, because I coached at Dominican, his boys went there. Yeah. Um, and we played Little League Baseball against each other, which is hysterical to me. But um, just a really good guy. And, and, yeah. and, and I'm glad that Bruce brought him up because he was a heck of a player. He was. And, yeah, he was. You know, and this, this is an example of what our practices were like. You know, uh, Bruce and... Uh, Mark going against each other, uh, it, it just made both of them much better players. Hey, um, when when you were there, Bruce, and going through it, and 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 Reggie commented on this, and and a couple other guys as well. You don't really understand um, everything that 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 you're learning at that point, and the, the tradition that you are you know either creating or following at being part of, of Marquette High Basketball at that point, but until you're out of it and now you're outside looking in, when it when it kind of hits you at all of the lessons that, that you learned, um, I would assume that, that it, fairly quickly out of uh, leaving Marquette is when that hit you. I'd say so. You know, Coach had talked about, you know, alumni players, if you will, coming back and playing. And that was, you know, the first chance I got to do that at Christmas break, my freshman year of college. You know, then I think I saw it <laughs> maybe for the first time. It was, uh, you know, something all of us look forward to doing that. Okay, we, our high school days were done, but get the chance to be back in the gym and, and being with Coach and not having him yell at us was, was a real treat. That's where I was going. He couldn't yell at you guys anymore. No. Reggie, right? No. Oh, we, we love to come in and punish him. Just oh, beat yeah. him. And then, of course, they would punish whoever had the misfortune of playing them in their regularly scheduled game. And right. I, and they I were brutal. To, I have to point this out. Um, I was always afraid that the alumni would crush us to the point where it wouldn't be good to scrimmage them. So... I came up with the idea of playing a game to seven by one. And oftentimes we get beat seven to nothing. But, <laughs> but you know, so a real victory for us might be like seven to four or seven to five. And mm-hmm. some, sometimes we were even ahead once in a while. I don't remember any of that, Paul. You, don't remember. you, say, if you say so. I, I didn't yeah, finish I the story. We, oh. didn't, we didn't necessarily win. <laughs> they maybe got up one nothing. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah. Moral victories. That's yeah. kissing your sister. Yeah, yeah. No, you don't want well, any. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> a moral victory. Hey, hey, Bruce, where did you go to, uh, go to college? To uh, University of South Dakota as a freshman and then transferred to Marquette, and I was a walk-on at Marquette. Man, that's awesome. What, you didn't like South Dakota much or what? It's kind of like uh, Felix was talking about. You know, you're searching for a team. You think, you know, this is college and college players. And, 
it wasn't Marquette High and it didn't have the same, you know, discipline and approach and teamwork that we had at Marquette High. And I guess I went to search for it elsewhere. Yeah. Well, well I'll, I'll share a story along those lines. When I went to Wisconsin, you know, we, we had scholarships, but I wanted to go to Wisconsin and I changed my mind. Didn't try out for the team. Felix and Gary George are playing every, you know, practicing. And I go, whoa, wait a minute. I don't need to study that much. It's only Madison. <laughs> so I call the coach, join the team. And there's a starter from Hamilton, you know, kind of our arch rival, except we knew where they stood because we had scrimmaged them. So I joined the team. And two weeks into it, the fellow that was on the team, nice guy, he quits the team because Felix and I were going to be the forwards. And it's, you know, what Bruce is saying is, you know, I went back home. I missed my home and practicing with Gary Felix and some of the other guys on the team. And those guys on that Wisconsin team, a lot of all-state players across the Wisconsin, other places, we kind of brought Marquette High's kind of enthusiasm and approach just in playing with those games. And when I've talked to them, Paul, you might remember the Geyer brothers, Don and Dave Geyer. Yes. Very good friends from Madison Edgewood. They'll say when we would play pickup games, they had never played pickup games with that kind of intensity. Hey, I forgot. You guys played uh, at Wisconsin. You played Marquette's freshman team with Earl Tatum. How would yeah. you guys do on that again? Well, I, I still kid Earl because <laughs> oh, Earl scored 27 points and he complimented it with eight turnovers. Somebody named Felix Mantilla was gardening. Yeah. I Look, I, I just in case he's listening, we had to make sure we brought – in case he started to forget that. Oh, no, 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 no. We can't let him forget that at all. Hey, Bruce, when, when, uh, when you went to – where would you go to grade school, by the way? I went to St. Hubert's out in Hubertus, out near Holy Hill. Yeah. And how did how did you choose Milwaukee Marquette? That's a long way. It, yeah, it was a long commute every day. I uh, had an older brother two years ahead of me that uh, went there, and our our mom had gone, went to uh, you know St. Mary's Academy, and she kind of you know started ingraining us at a young age to maybe think about Marquette High. Wow. And, uh, you know, we started going to games, watching Reggie, Felix, Jeff, Jonas, and all those guys. And, you know, I fell in love with it. And I said, this is the place for me. Boy, that's awesome. He is Bruce Lancer, uh, class of 1976. Bruce, we really appreciate your time. We're going to get to a break. We, we've got Kevin Keyes coming up. We've got a number of things to, to chat with him on. And, and I really appreciate um, what what you had said about Marquette and about Coach Nowak, and, and thank you so much. No, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Yeah, you bet. Take you care, know. Bruce. Take again, care, Bruce. Thanks, again, Coach. Again, See you, hey, guys, another guy that says, look, I didn't have the – I couldn't find the team part of it, yeah. which is amazing. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Kevin Keyes is going to join us for the last segment of this really fun show for me. You know, I, I, I told Paul about – not liking him all that much, but I, I, after his grandson, Michael, introduced me, um, a big fan of Coach Paul Nowak. This is Majerus Family Foundation, Wisconsin High School Sports Show, presented by your local Pick and Save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan.
Welcome back to the Majerus Family Foundation, Wisconsin High School Sports Show, presented by your local Pick and Save stores on 1250 AM. The Fan. Hey, we're trying to reach out to Kevin Keys. Kevin, if uh, you're listening on the app, uh, give us a call at 414-677-1250. Look at that. I'm getting it, Mitch. 414-677-1250. And uh, we will definitely pick up, Kevin. Hey, Coach, during the break, uh, you said, look, can I get a couple of minutes? Because I need to I need to t- uh, certainly say thank you to Warren Smith and, and some of the people that really helped you out in that program. And, you know, today's world with Huddle, you know, we can, as coaches, we can, we can uh, scout anybody we want possession by possession very easily. Not back in your day. No, no. Um, you, you could film in the beginning and then video. But there's even regulations on where you could video. Could you video at other schools? Uh, finally, you could video any place. But but I one of the you know no coach does this alone. You need people to to work with you. You need assistance. And um, I had a number of really good assistants. But I had Warren Smith, who was a long time assistant and uh, then went on to succeed me as the head coach. And Warren was uh, a great compliment to, to me because oh, where I might not know something, he knew it. And he was always willing to challenge me with new ideas. And I think that's one of the things you want in an assistant. And, and so uh, I just thought he did a tremendous job. And just recently he was inducted into the Hall of Fame at Market High. Man, that's awesome. Um, Coach, we're now joined by Kevin Keyes. And, uh, you know, Kevin started the Paul Nowak Scholarship Fund, I believe, and, and we want to thank him for that. Kevin, how you doing? Good. Hi, guys. Hi, Coach. Hello. Hey. They're, they're talking about me yelling, Kevin. Do you think I yell at you? Kevin, don't you lie on this show, Kevin Keyes. I'll cut. You know what? I'll, well, he knows. I'll I brought cut, it off. I'll cut you off so quick it'll make your head spin. You better say he yelled well, at you. Well, now, wait a minute. I, I always thought Kevin played a point guard. I don't know if they call guards anything today, but he was a point guard, and I always thought, the point guard had the the greatest responsibility of anybody on Me the too. team, yep. and and so they were more likely to get yelled at. Yeah. So <laughs> now now do you remember it a little bit, Kevin? <laughs> he, well, he, he, clearly, he clearly remembers. I'll tell you, it's uh, I was preparing for this show, and everyone, it's been a, an amazing conversation. But when I got up at five a.m. to prepare for this show, <laughs> over prepare as coach always taught us. You know, whether he yelled at you or not, uh, for some reason, and you know, the motivation factor was always there. I, I think before we talk about the foundation, I tried to summarize three things that I heard on this call. And I think the three things that can be applied to not just basketball, but to life is obviously work hard. You know, every team's work hard. But I think Paul's version of hard work was challenging your teammates challenging your teammates to improve every day. Don't just work on your own game for yourself, but give yourself to your teammates and empty the tank with your teammates. The second thing is, you know, Paul always said, focus on the little things first, do the little things right, and then only the bigger things can happen. Um, And I think that's been a theme throughout this call. And then lastly, do one and two. Um, 
but do them until you got it right. And don't confuse motion with progress. So in other words, in, in sports and in business, I think people think they're working hard. They think they're doing the right things. But you got to keep doing it until you, you repeat until it's complete. And I just remember doing, you know, any sort, sort of shell drill or, or zone press or anything we did. We would practice it over and over and over again until you got it right. Not just to practice it, but to make sure everyone, everyone got it right. And I think those three themes um, really have stuck with me in my professional life and in my personal life that you got to do things right, but the only way you get it right is to is to make sure you're is to make sure you're not confusing motion with progress. That in your mind you know that you're prepared and and you can do it over and over again. Man, I I like that a lot. Do not confuse motion with progress. And I think that you one thing when when you went against Marquette. Um, you you knew that they were not going to beat themselves, Kevin. And as a point guard at Marquette, you, you, he was not going to allow you to 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 um, let another team beat us because of the mistakes that that you guys were making. Yeah, and I think look, I, what it was said before, a bunch of guys would average nine, ten, eleven points, and there was a lot of not a lot of stars on these teams. And and look, that's how that's how life is. There's very few Michael Jordans out there. And, and in my life, I think. Looking back on this, the summation of, you know, don't confuse motion with progress, coach, um, in, in business, I, I kind of came up with this thing or I aligned our, our, my experience with you and my teammates' experience with you is, is the, the sum of all these parts is we developed, we had these, this intangible when we walked into a gym or when now when you walk into a meeting or you, you walk into a, 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 a get to speak in front of a big group or whatever it is, is that we, we developed through coaches' lessons high emotional quote, quotient. They call it EQ. And, and if you, you spare with me, Coach, I, I, live, I live by understanding what, what, your, what your methods were. And e, high EQ is the ability to understand, use, and manage your own emotions in positive ways to manage stress especially in high-pressure situations, communicate effectively, empathize with, uh, empathize with others, diffuse conflict, and overcome challenges. And I think everyone that came out from under, underneath you and was spawned <laughs> into the world, frankly, has high EQ, which, you know, I think that's, that's kind of the secret sauce that we had and that you developed in all of us. <laughs> well, thank you, Kevin. You know, Felix summed it up really well when we you know we'd be doing something and if he didn't see it in you he'd just look at you and say are you going to play today <laughs> that's it yeah those words <laughs> that are was it are today? you going to play today hey kevin we've got about three minutes left the paul nowak uh, scholarship fund can we just uh touch base on that a little bit that's something that you that that you had um so a lot to do with starting correct yeah i think um this call can serve, I think, as a catalyst to kind of to uh, just keep adding to the fund. We started Coaches Foundation in 2012, and in 30 seconds, I tell you, it's one of the most unique scholarship funds, not just at MUHS, but in the country. Um, and the foundation now has tripled in size since we started it. But I think in talking to Reggie um, before this call, Coach, I think we can use it as a as a catalyst you know, to reconnect with you and to our teammates and to, to add to the scholarship fund 
for the school in your name. And so maybe we think about after this call to think about ways to do it because it's, it's, we'd love to see you and I'd love to see all the guys that okay. were talking on this call and everyone listening in. Well, okay. Kevin, I want to be part of that team. So Jerry, Felix, and I will make contributions. Uh, count on it. Not pledges, but contributions. We'll kick it off. We'd That's be, great. We'd and, be honored to. And I'll do it, you guys. We should, I'll be happy to keep adding ice cream on, onto this, uh, on the, more scoops onto the ice cream cone is what we need. And hey, can I ask you, Kevin or Paul, if you guys or Reggie, um, the scholarship fund? What is it used for? Well, it it benefits students uh, at Market University High School who can't afford the full tuition, and so it partially funds, or in some cases, totally funds uh, their scholarship. There, they give. They, so it's used in as a financial aid. That's awesome. So giving again, giving back to the community. Yes, good for you guys. I I appreciate that obviously a lot. Kevin, what uh, where are you living and what uh, what are you doing nowadays? I'm uh, out on the East Coast and uh, right now I'm in New Jersey and uh, I recently uh, retired and I'm uh, trying to do more to give back to the community and certain foundations and and this is where I want to be more focused on uh, the Paul Nowak Scholarship Man, Fund. Good for you. I, I love that because, you know, you can take the boy out of Milwaukee, but you can't take Milwaukee out of the boy, right? <laughs> Very true. Very true. Keep your feet on the ground even when you're out in New Jersey. All right. Hey, what year did you graduate from Milwaukee Marquette? 1986. Yeah. Good for you. That uh, Those days, uh, when you look back at 35th and, and Wisconsin, man, big part of what obviously on, on who you've become and when you when you say, look, I got up at five o'clock to get ready for this phone call, I appreciate that a lot. But when you name three things, which is make your teammates better, you know, do the little things correctly and do one and two, you know, until you get them correct. Uh, motion, uh, obviously, motion. Don't confuse motion with progress. is is a big statement. And when when you say, look, it all started. For at Milwaukee Marquette and Coach Paul Nowak had a lot to do with that. I think that's saying just a ton, Kevin. So thank you for that. Well, thank you all, and uh, thank you guys for setting us up. And Kevin, take care. I do appreciate everything you've done for me. Hey, Coach, um, if you want to come out for the U.S. Open, let's uh, we can <laughs> re- reunite and have a beer and watch some uh, tennis okay. and queens. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, yes. Hey, you know Reggie and I can hear you. Right, <laughs> you know we're right here. No, no, don't worry about it. I know you don't want to mess with boy out there with you. We'll no. watch it on TV. Like U.S. Open, it's a tough ticket, but I'll see Reggie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll get four. But no, 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 don't worry about it. You hang out with Coach Noak. We'll just watch it on TV. He's Kevin Keys. Kevin, thank you very much. Okay. Hey, um, thank you. I appreciate it, Reggie. We got about two minutes left. I I can't thank you enough. For, for helping and putting this thing together. And, Paul, for, for me to be able to do this is, is a, uh, I'm telling you, it's a big deal because yeah. I'm a big fan of yours. And when you look at these stats, and you hate looking at them, but anybody who coached 25 years and averaged 21 wins and, and three or four losses, depending on how you look at the numbers, um, so much success on the court. And, and not one of these guys talked a whole lot about that. They all talked about the things Kevin Keyes said, uh, which was, you know, make your teammates better. And I've said, oh, Felix Manti, I've searched for that team 
uh, my entire life and I never found it like I did at Marquette High. And that goes to you. So thank you for that. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, you bet. Reggie, thank thanks, you. brother. Yeah. Oh, Coach, for us, you know, he's that tireless link that's linked us together and will forever. Boy, that's, uh, I'll tell you, that's saying a lot. Hey, 50, so are you guys doing a, a reunion? September 1, we're getting together. You are undefeated. Undefeated. Still undefeated. Still undefeated. Nobody's taken, unless they find out Reggie was cheating on something, no, no, they're and, not taking those lives. And the stories, are, they just keep getting bigger <laughs> and better. We jumped higher, we shot better. Yeah. And, and, you know, guys, we started the story, and you started the show by thanking Jody Majerus. And I want to finish the show by doing the same because, you know, without the Majerus Family Foundation, we couldn't do these kinds of shows. We, I, the high school show is, it, it, I tell you what, without them, it's very difficult. And, and I love the fact that we continue to be able to talk about Rick Majerus and that family foundation. So thank you to her. Reggie, thanks a lot. Hey, I look forward to our next one. Come up with something else for me. All right. And I want to thank the Paula, Steve, yep. and David for allowing us to be part of their lives man i love that coach it's good to see you thank you very much you. you bet and reggie thank you for everything my pleasure i'm honored got to got to thank mirror mitch because he was he's sweating right yeah. now he did hey mitch nice <laughs> yeah. job today, yeah brother. i appreciate it yeah. appreciate it today was uh, not hey, a little a little chaotic to start but hey we settled <laughs> yeah, down we're, yeah, we're good to go it, it it worked out great and you know what you did a great job thank so you. thank you this yeah, is thank you the Majerus family foundation wisconsin high school sports show presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.